Hey guys, and welcome back to the latest Teach of Tomorrow podcast episode with your co-host, Matt, soon to be Mr. Aldring. And your co-host, Sam, soon to be Mr. Gregory. And we are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Yes, guys, we are back. After the hiatus, we are back, me and Sammy boy. I can't believe it. It's been so long, four months, five months of just absolute mayhem. But uh, you are back listening to the teacher of tomorrow, or one of us is the teacher of now, which is exciting. The other one is definitely something of the future, but we've got it all to come in this episode. So Sammy boy, welcome back, mate. How are you? We definitely give myself a title at the end of this podcast. We're going to have to find one, mate, aren't we? (laughs) Educator or academic of the future. I'll take one of those, mate, to be fair. That sounds more impressive. I'm, I kind right, of want, I can't, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you, you can have the teacher of the tomorrow state is I'll be academic of the tomorrow then. That, that works for me as an absolute treat. Doesn't quite flow off the tongue though when it comes to the actual branding. Academic of tomorrow. Mm, not yeah, well, quite as work, nice. Yeah, well, when, when you work with Nike over the summer, mate. That's not bad. You get a decent title for that. That's not bad, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yes, guys, welcome back. Obviously, we are delighted to be back recording. Uh, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, and many of you have still got in touch with us over the summer, which has been fantastic. So, a massive thank you to to any of you guys that have still been following the page um, on Instagram at the Teacher of Tomorrow and uh, over on Twitter at TFT Pod. We are getting back into into the swing of the social media. Uh, we're back being more active again, so that's fantastic for for all of you that have followed us and all your, all our new followers as well. Um, and more importantly, the uh, the people that have listened to us over over the course of well four or five months i mean yeah. people still tuning in i think it's unbelievable so yeah massive thank you to, to every single one of you it's been great um, i think we're lucky mate that everyone that was battered last year so they didn't actually have time to like listen to our podcast and the length of it so they probably have to just play catch up for the last four months which is actually like made us an absolute treat to be honest with you i know mate. That right now oh absolutely and uh yeah we've we've been kind of talking about getting back on the pod for a few weeks now and yeah, just great to finally get on. Um, now I've got more time and I feel a bit more settled in in my job. I really feel like, you know, we can get back to committing to what we were doing before, you know, fortnightly episodes and speaking to the amazing people that we have done. So, uh, yeah, no, super stoked, mate. Super excited to be back. But most importantly, let's talk about what has happened. What's happened with us, all right? Now, let's go right back. PGCE, which to me seems like, a lifetime ago now I want to talk about it mate it was uh, it was tough oh, hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to talk about it though because a lot of our listeners are either yeah. you know upcoming students I um, think both of us needed it though I think we needed to be grounded at some point during our PGC because I remember us talking early on like not too bad and then yeah the reason why we've been like dormant for the last four or five months because physically and mentally we've just been in the pit or just recovering from what happened in the last phase and whatnot. So. Even I was nearly in the pit, which says all. Oh, yeah. Even I was nearly in the pit. <laughs> I never thought I'd say it, but it stared me in the I, face, I, I'm telling you. I, I actually think I was in a better place than you at some points, mate, to be honest with you, which is you were, interesting. Mate. You were. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that period then. End of, end of the PGCA sort of last placement. Uh, I think that for both of us really, really was where it hit home. Um, and we sort of, everything ramped up. You know, we ramped, we, had a, we both had decent second placements, didn't we? I was in year two and I actually loved that. 
that stint with my class um, in key stage one. Uh, such fond memories of that that class and that experience. Um, and I think you had something similar. And then for me, it went into year six after that. And wow, that was a culture yeah. shock. <laughs> I think to be fair, I think to do that for phase three is, yeah, that's fair play. I mean, I had year six, phase one, so I was kind of like, wasn't here. Got, yeah. got them out of the way first thing. Got a knowledge. Pile that under the bus for a little bit. But Wait. nah, yeah, that's off to anyone. Well, if you do year six anyway, but yeah, hats off if you do it phase three because that's that's tough. That, yeah. that is tough. And just the jump, the jump from key stage one to key stage two and top of the school was just massive for me. And that really hit me hard. Um, subject knowledge was just intense. And then on top of that, you obviously we obviously had to juggle the um, burden of kind of starting to look for jobs, starting to apply for jobs, sorting out our CV and then finishing off our our master's assignments and our evidence bundle all in the sort of oh, space yeah. of two three minutes two three months and absolutely ruined me to be honest <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like pe- feel, I feel like people would be like listening to this podcast and be like oh i can get some tips or like advice about how to do a pgc and we're like nah i'll not do a pgc yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair mate i think uh you you know as i say at the end of the year i think you probably better organized than I was and certainly when it came to sorting your evidence bundle out um, and going to sort of my CV out and get, applying for jobs and, and getting job interviews I think that you would you're definitely in a better place than I was and I think probably helped you towards yeah. the end of this end of the year compared to me do you know what to be fair I think it, it hit me when I finished my PGCA like my body just honestly was just like right you need to stop but I didn't stop because I I went straight into like full-time work um up until the summer and then I worked all through the summer so I didn't didn't have a break but that's when it hit me like oh my like yeah it was just a bit mad but I think the, the big change for me so I went from year two to year three and obviously we I mean RPGC is going to be different anyway to a lot of people this year because of COVID but I, to be fair our experiences were pretty intense like for both of us I mean I, we, we were in school every, every single day during COVID had a class of 30 and I was te- teaching online the timetable was a little bit less um, rushed I would say than my phase three uh, and it was a little bit more calm because there wasn't like expectations on like stats and, and tests mm-hmm. and things things like that but when I went to my phase three the timetable completely changed and I got into year three and the expectations that were set on me from um, certain people I went in like a, at a really high level trying to teach at, at that standard when it was going to be physically impossible because the expectations of the school the the, the actual day timetable of what they wanted to get in I wasn't used to that I wasn't used to that pace because mm. it, it'd been pretty calm even though it was intense during Covid so so I, I went in with really high expectations. I'd been set with high expectations. I tried to do it, couldn't do it, and then had to come back down, start again, and then build up again. And it was just really, really long process, essentially. So that, that's what happened in, in my phase three. I, I absolutely love my kids. The, the, the kids were, were class, and I, I really enjoyed my experience with them. But, yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 it was, it was tough. It, it, was, it was definitely tough. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, I was... You know, my class were were good kids. Good kids had a lot of really, really intelligent kids in there, which was, you know, impressive to see, to be honest. And 
my mentor was unbelievable. She was amazing, uh, which, which to be honest, you know, got me through it, to be honest with you. Because I think if she wasn't so good and helpful uh, with me, just sort of helping mm-hmm. me plan, talking to me through things, um, you know, discussing things through me, you know, even checking up on me, you know, making sure I was okay. Cause you could tell some days I'll come in and she'd be like, mm, you know, you're not yourself today. You're all right. Um, and, you know, to have that in that period was crucial. So I'm actually seeing her for a drink on Friday. Um, so I'll be, uh, I'll be, you know, say, saying my thanks to her then, but yeah, she, um, she really helped me in that, in that last period uh, and get through my PGC. And I think that that's, you know, we've said that the whole, the whole way through mentors are crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. Crucial. If you, yeah, if if you have if you have a good mentor, then your PGCA is class. I mean, my my phase one mentor is probably the best teacher that, that I've seen teach, and she had year six uh, in a city, Bradford. Unbelievable, and as a mentor, oh yeah, just unreal. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of annoying in a way because like you, you kind of look back and think, oh, if if I had her for like phase two or phase three sort of thing, I mm. you know might yeah would. Might be like an easier transition, but she, yeah, she, she was unreal to be fair to her. So it, it, if you get a good mentor, it I think definitely that's, helps. Definitely yeah, I helps. think that's it. You know, advice, advice wise, in terms of yourself, just try and get as organised as possible, really. And I think that's what you were good at, um, and try and get as early as possible. But you mm. know, the bet, the big, the biggest key thing that I would take out of the PGC is mentorship. You get a good school. You get good mentors, and I was fortunate to have, to, to have three good mentors, really good mentors across all yeah. all the years. Um, that's what will help you PGC. So, you know, for anyone going in, just try and build as, as positive relationship up with your mentors as you can, because when you're there, they're your lifesaver. You know, they'll help you. You can help them, and once you've got that relationship, things become easier. Conversations become easier. You know, you learn more because you can. You feel more comfortable. Comfortable asking more questions, you know, learning more. So I think, yeah, for me, that's the biggest thing for the PGC. But we got through it, mate, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just on that, no, apart from, obviously, um, the, the mental thing, I think as an individual going into the PGC, make sure that from, like, day dot, you are organised and you're on it. Like, for me, for example, <laughs> Matt's smiling here. <laughs> 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 if you have if you have master's assignments and you've got free time whereby you're not in school for the first term or first few weeks, get as much of your master's assignments done as possible. Do as much reading as you can alongside obviously doing something knowledge and other bits, but get your files organized because you should have all, all that proof through from uni- universities. But yeah, start on your masters because they are hefty. Yeah, <laughs> and if you don't like uh, academic study or reading, then just suck it up and just just get it yeah. over and done with. That that would be my advice because you do not want to be doing master assignments during phase three because no. that's not happening. You don't, you're not wrong there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you are certainly not wrong there. I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, you know, like I say, end of the day, we made it. We passed. Evidence bundles done. We yeah. you know officially got our. Is it QTS or whatever, or get recommended to QTS? Well, to be fair, mate, I, I, I just go along and say I've got QTS, to be honest with you. Yeah. May as well. Basically yeah, the same thing. Yeah. is harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you teach less, but more stress, so fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, so here we are. That's that's it. And then, 
we get to the job stage, you get to the application stage, and wow, that made me have the biggest head loss ever. That whole yeah. pro, that whole process <laughs> needs to change big time. I'm telling you, like, yeah, oof. yeah, yeah. Um, where do we start, mate? I'll start. The CV <laughs> is tough. Get yeah, yeah. Do, get doing that early because wow, mine took like three or four times to get it right, and even then, I was barely getting any interviews. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not saying I'm the, be- I'm the best teacher in the world, but as an older man, I've got a bit I've got a bit more behind me than a lot of a lot of people have at that level. So it makes you think, it makes you doubt what they're looking for and what people are looking for. Yeah. And you know, thankfully, the interview that I got that was successful, that school so far is the perfect fit you know and uh i'm uh, i'm enjoying myself in year five but prior to that nothing absolute mm. nothing dead so yeah tough but you yours is a different experience isn't it? i think for me me mate because that obviously reflect on it i mean i i, I applied for I, I didn't apply for amples of schools i went with the thought process that i'll i'll go and view schools if it's right for me i'll apply for them and, and i stuck to that to be fair and my ratio of like job applicants job applications to interviews it, it turned out to be pretty well in regards to getting yeah. a job it, that, that, that was a different story but i think for me on the interview process i don't know if, if it was different for you if they did it for you Matty, but in in the i think five interviews or and they had four, four interviews, four interviews. The interview process is weird. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the question section. So, for example, yeah. they have like HR questions, which I completely understand. But if you go for any other job interview, even for like a cafe or something like that, they will pick apart your CV and personal state statement and talk about your previous experiences, like within education, what we've done before, and get to really know you as a person. The thing that really frustrated me about the interview process was that, yes, the HR questions are there, I get that, but I, I wanted to like talk more about who I was as a person, like my, my personal experiences within, within ex, uh, education, and I wanted them to pick apart my CV and personal statement, and I don't get why, why, why they don't do that, in, in, mm. in my opinion. Um, I think... But I mean, go on. Well, it's funny, because yours is com- completely opposite to me. I mean, I only had one interview, like that mm. was it. And the interview I had, obviously the standard questions are there, but there were questions in there that were talking about and asking about my personality, talking about the podcast, which was on, which was on there, which um, you know didn't didn't need to be brought up, but it was. You know, they made they made a, a point of bringing it up and discussing it. Um, yeah, that's class. That yeah, yeah, did, 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 didn't happen at all in in, in any of the interviews that I went for, mate. Yeah, exactly. Just, and I, and yeah. you know, ultimately, it, it was it was successful, and I'm working at a school now, and it's amazing. And the staff are just match made in heaven for me in terms of personality wise, and just fitting in the school ethos is it's everything that I'll, I'll be looking for. And I think that talking to you about your experiences that seemed mm-hmm. to have been what was missing for you because I feel like if, if people would have taken the time to actually talk to you about that, I, the outcome would have been different. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a, a prime, prime example, mate. And yeah, it, it frustrates you. It was one of the, the last interviews that, that I had. And, um, and oh, just, just to say, by the way, um, I'm not saying even if these questions are asked that, oh, I get a job. I'm just, 
yeah, I don't want to sound like a bit bitter and, and whatnot. I think one of the um, last interviews that I had, uh, I'd done, this was a long day, by the way. So, so this, this, also it varies from interview to interview. Like I, I've turned up to an interview, bought a lesson for 20 minutes, and then just been asked questions. That's it. Go home. The last interview that I had, um, there was 10 of us who went. They cut seven people at lunchtime, and three of us went through uh, to the further shortlist process. It was me, me and two other lads. Um, and then we had more tasks to do. It was a whole day thing. I was like, in my head, is this for like an assistant head role or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was brutal, mate. But it got to it got to the questioning. And um, they, they asked the, uh, the, the HR questions and, and whatnot. And then the, the head teacher said to me, oh, you're happy for like, follow-up questions. I was like, yeah, 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 of course. She was like, oh, I'm just concerned about your, your passion for um, uh, physical edu- education. And I was like, wow, okay. She was like, how, as a head teacher, uh, am I meant to trust you with, with the other, su- other subjects? And I was like, hold on a minute. The two lads that you're currently interviewing, I'm not disrespecting them, but I'm just, that in my head, I was like, they've come from marketing and financing backgrounds for like six years, and they've just done their PGCA, my whole work experience and my, my, yeah. my, my, my work history is, is based in schools, teaching, being a learning support assistant, but I've developed a passion for, for a subject. She was uh, online, at, at, she, could, she could be in school, but I'd been, so I said to her, I said, look, I wouldn't be sat in front of you if the people that have observed me teaching didn't see that I had a passion for education. I said, mm. yeah, I've got a passion for physical education. I'm not going to turn away from that but my passion is for teaching children. Yeah. And so on the flip side, my past experience or like my, my passion was like looked upon as like a negative. And I was like, I'm not getting job in. I just didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't know where, where to go. It was just, I think, and you yeah. know, they talk about opinions, you know, and they talk about which schools fit and you, you get told that across PGC from everyone we interviewed, yeah. everyone that's been a teacher and NQT, whether they're academics, they're always saying, you know, when you know, you know, when when it when it shoot the shoe mm-hmm. fits, you know. Um, and our, our experiences back that up. You know, that's exactly yeah. what's happened to, to both of us. Um and the worst thing was me actually. Initially, when I viewed the school and spoke to the head and the co-head, I was buzzing that honestly, when I found out I was and I got interviewed and shortlisted. I was like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I was absolutely buzzed. And then when that question that I got asked, it, that talking about coming from a high down to a low, I was like, oh, dreamed actually yeah. gone here. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about how difficult the interview process is, um, how long it is. You know, and that is pretty standard yeah. you know, for anyone that's going into their PGC and just looking into jobs next year. That is pretty standard in terms of you will go, you will teach 20 minutes maybe a bit longer or sometimes it'll be a group sometimes it'll be a class okay then you will you know wait wait to be told if you probably go to the next step and then you will ask get answered questions or an interview okay that is kind of how it's set some schools do more some schools do less but that kind of is what to be expected so for anyone that's listening that's new to their pgc um or just at the end of their qts three-year course and they're going into applying for jobs that is what you should be expecting in the interview process okay and end of the year we'll, we'll do more on that um but in terms of just emotionally um uh, just touch on that quickly about how it makes you feel um because for me 
not getting interviews or not not getting replies to my my CV or my personal statement or my applications absolutely ruined me. You know, you just start doubting yeah. after like after a year of like trading and getting all this positive feedback about like how well you're doing. And you know, people saying to you like, yeah, you know, you'll be fine once you get you know once when you get an interview. You know, take on the advice, you'll be fine. And then, well, obviously different for you, but for me, I wouldn't even get an interview. So I was just like, what's going yeah. on here? Like, you know, you just, you, you start doubting yourself big time. And I'm, you know, anyone that's listened to the podcast will know that that's not me. So for me to be doubting myself, you know, it did hit me hard. I think, yeah, I think, oh, was it to that? Oh, mate, the phone call is just the worst thing. You, they, they literally just say it like straight away and the worst thing is is when they go like oh it was between you and another candidate I was like I don't really want to hear that yeah. yeah probably like, probably just don't tell me mate <laughs> yeah do, do you know I don't know if, I, if I'd rather not get interviewed than get interviewed and then just not yeah not get the job yeah, the, yeah there was a couple and they were at Honestly, mate, they were brutal, and I was abs- I was absolutely devastated. I, yeah. I was gutted, yeah, absolutely yeah, gutted. Mate. Because because alongside putting in, um, alongside doing your personal statements, applications to prepare for an interview, because the tasks are always different. Oh, it takes time. It's yeah. drain. It's mentally and physically draining. It, yeah. it, it's it's a tough it's a tough process. It, it it really is. And and when you're doing that alongside your phase three, it is it is tough so you know that's that's why we you know we went we went off the grid for a bit because you know we were just balancing it all and you know mentally physically and emotionally we we both taken a bit of a hit um yeah you know and that's why we sort of needed that downtime and for two lads that you know love being on the podcast have loved doing it for probably about a year um you know religiously for two you know fortnightly and talking to amazing people to suddenly just not being able to do it at all, you know. It's, I think that, I think that was just in itself because because I, I remember last just before we went off the grid sort of thing. I, I, I remember a couple of times we came off like a podcast episode, even if it was just me and you or with guests. We're like, oh, I needed that. Yeah, it, it was just it was just respite from what was going on in the PGCA, and then obviously we did we physically just did not have the time to do it, organize things, and I just think it just because it it was either just jobs or planning or collecting evidence and there was just no respite in between there was it yeah. was just relentless yeah it was relentless yeah. so yeah yeah you know we're not trying to scare people off but anyone that's listened to the podcast if you're new to it you know we just we are we do say how it is um we're real and, and we, yeah we want you to we want you to know yeah. because um you know people that we got to interview last year they they were real with us you know they told us how it was mm-hmm. you know the, the rqts that we had and the nqts that we had on you know, they didn't they didn't lie to us they told us exactly what it was going to be like so it's only fair that we do the same but you know where we are now well obviously as I've, as I've touched on um, I've ended up in a fantastic school uh currently teaching year five which is amazing uh, it's quite a funny story actually because I actually interviewed for a job in key stage one um so I went to do my task my task was a 20 minutes phonic lesson uh with a year one class and they were absolutely golden, all sat there, immaculate, like just, just an ama- amazing class, you know. Um, and the lesson went really well. And then we had the interview and the, the SLT and staff, they were just so friendly, so welcoming, so warm, even during the interview process and even during the the, the questions. And, yeah, it just felt so right. And, you know, 
contrary for, uh, to what your calls were, the, the one call I got from the one interview I had <laughs> was uh, was actually you know the opposite, and it was getting that call was just unbelievable. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, I'm working there now. I've been in, in my role for two weeks. Um, and so far so good, you know, I couldn't be happier with where I've ended up. Um, and I think that's down to the kids in the school, but the staff, staff have been absolutely tremendous with me, you know, across the board, even staff that are working right down the opposite end of school in year one, um, year one reception, you know, they're always willing to help, always asking if I'm okay, always checking in if I, if, you know, I need anything, if I'm if I'm there late or late-ish, you know, phase leader will, will will pop a red round and say, "Don't be here too late." Just really priding on the well-being, which is you know, for an NQT is all you can really ask for. So, or an ECT now, sorry, is all you can really ask for. So, um, yeah, my journey's been pretty straightforward, but I think yours, more importantly, is is more exciting. Uh, well, to be honest, mate, I I don't really know where it it came from. It, yeah, so I kind of had my interviews and whatnot. I was like, right, what, what, what is it that I want to do? And through the summer, I was kind of—I spent a lot of time like reflecting on PGC. And to be honest with you, mate, and I said this to you. To be to be fair, I was like, do you know something, Matt? I've come out sort of at the end. I'm actually not too bothered that I don't have a class come yeah. September, and that, that's not to say that I don't have a love for. Uh, education or wanting to make a difference um, to um, to children within within education setting, and um, I mean I spoke, I spoke to Abby a few times about it. And Abby Abby was like, well, "Stick to what you're good good at. Stick to what your passion was." And obviously, he is, is where where my passion really is. And over the summer, just things have kind of just started to fall into place. Um, I was. I worked with the university on a really exciting project that is related to PE um, that is going to be rolled out uh, nationally to primary schools. And I'm going to be leading the inter- uh, intervention re- research, like research on that on, on the ground floor within primary schools. And by the end of it, I'm going to be on a research pa- paper, like publication, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, sick. I'm jealous, mate. Got, I'm jealous. Get me out. Get me a gig in the publication <laughs> world. <laughs> but, um, I've got another uh, project that I'm working with in October. I'm not. I I don't know if I can say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm not. I don't know. It's courtesy, but yeah, that's yeah, quite yeah. exciting. So I'll, I'll I'll say something about that when that comes up. And then personally as well, I potentially got some really really exciting news, but I'm just holding fire for for maybe a couple of weeks because that seems like it's going places, and if that happens then it's just meant to be. But yeah. apart from that, um, as I do, I, I like to do um, things last minute. And if, if anyone's been an, an original like podcast listener will know my journey into Lee's Beckett and yeah, giving Nicola a phone call the, the night before asking for a reference to, to get into university. Um, so I've fallen back into academia and I've decided that I want to stick to my passion and open doors down that route, and I'm when I'm doing my masters in physical education, which, as of recording tonight, I officially start tomorrow. Which, to be honest with you, I've haven't had a buzz like this. Mm. I had this buzz for my PGCE when I was going to start it, but I've got more of a buzz to start this because the talks that I had with 
the course directors, people in the field of PE. Yeah, it's a really exciting door to open. It just opens yeah. so many different avenues for me. And it, yeah, yeah I'm, I can't wait, mate. Can't wait to get started. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's great, mate. I think we, we spoke about it a couple, couple of weeks ago uh, when things were popping up. And, you know, we, we were talking, obviously, about how disappointing the outcome mm. was at the start. But I think, ultimately, as you said, and we both discussed, you know, everything does happen for a reason. We are, you know, massive advocates of that. I certainly am. And I think as your passion is comes out, you know, the opportunities have fallen for you to develop that passion and actually mm. go into a, a field and an area where not only can you fulfill your passion day in day out but you can also actually in, help others and you can actually have a yeah. really positive impact doing that you know whether that's in research whether that's in these these projects that are rolling out to primary schools you know and if anything that's probably as good if not if not better than maybe a teacher being in the class of 30 children because ultimately if if you're in these projects and they're getting rolled out nationally you're helping not just 30 kids but you're helping you know hundreds and thousands across the country so yeah mate, it's, it's exciting and I think you know anyone will know us we're both pretty keen uh, academics you know we enjoyed our studies I loved studying and I know you know you enjoyed mm. your studies as well and I think yeah like I said part of me is a bit jealous really that you're going into <laughs> into the, into the academic world again because yeah I used to love love studying and the research side of things and and the conversations you have about it are just fascinating and yeah. i think i think going into a master's you'll find that even more so i think i think to be fair though mate i think i, I it's, it's just kind of happened like out of the blue i mean i was set for one easy well i was set for an ect role essentially and that's what i was going to do and it didn't happen so, th- so this has happened but in my head now it's the right thing and that's what i should have been doing all, all along to be fair i shouldn't have been applying for ECC job, I should have been going down this route. But on the flip side, you, you're, you're doing your two years ECT. That, that stands you in good stead for yeah, yeah. Two, two, two years ECT, yeah, and stands you in good stead. So if you come out and do academia, your master's in education, you've got that that fit, that field experience, essentially. Yeah, exactly, mate. And, you know, like I say, I'm absolutely loving it at the moment. I'm loving being in class, loving getting to know my class. Um and yeah, like I say, you know, people talk about how that first class is memorable, and you can I can absolutely see why already. Been mm. there what? Been there what? Ten days. I feel like I've been there literally about ten months. I feel like I know him so well in such a short space of time. Like it's it's crazy. So, but yeah, no, that's it's so exciting. So obviously, good luck tomorrow for the first day. All the old uh, induction means. Thanks for coming. Uh, oh, exciting, <laughs> mate. And yeah, you you need you need to come, come up, mate. The the new new facility is sick. Oh, it's, oh, it's mental. Yeah, I, yeah it's very yeah, good. It's, there's no words to describe it. To be fair, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit mad. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's perfect for you. You know, getting into that new facility, getting in the gym, pumping some iron. You know, putting in some drills, some all that sort of things. I mean. Not, not for me. <laughs> I feel like that facility is wasted on me if I'm in there, mate. <laughs> I'm like, right, uh, where's the cafeteria? Uh, so get mean, you'll, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be directed to the James Graham Theatre. It's nowhere near the that's gym, a, lad. That's all right, I mean, library only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, mate, it's, it's exciting. It both found our feet and we're on uh, our separate paths, but it leads nicely into really, you know, back to being on the pod, you know, while we're doing it you know, actually really, really nicely because last year we were obviously balancing 
guests that were in the teaching world and guests that were in the academic world. And that's something that we've always sort of prided ourselves on. And people that have listened to us from the start will know that. But I think now with you actually, you know, pursuing the academic world further and me actually being in the role as a teacher, I feel like we can really uh, embrace the two um, and bring them together on the podcast even even more so yeah. um, in the coming it's months weird, and mate, years. You know, it's weird because I thought out of both of us, you be an academic first before <laughs> before me, and I know you think that as well. Yeah. So don't don't even laugh it off because yeah, no, I, no, I've, yeah, I've, I'm I've, back I've, you up, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just proves that that we are literally yin and yang. Like everything we do, or yeah, we're just bipolar opposites. Here. I mean, even academic, like what I'm studying. Oh, like, no chance. Yeah. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get me to participate. Never mind actually study about it. Wow. I know. They, they, they did you do it for your PGC by putting with me for the PP specialism. <laughs> You're like, God. You know what, mate? I, don't, I haven't even mentioned that yet. <laughs> <laughs> PE specialism. I haven't, I, can, I haven't even remembered I had it. That's how. I think that's my downfall, man. I, I think I mentioned that too many times in my interview. <laughs> well, apparently so. According to the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of people coming up, we're all we're going to get back on the guests, get the guests on. Uh, we've obviously yeah. got an episode from Emily Weston that we had recorded prior to the hiatus, but it might be good to speak to her and get an updated version. So hopefully, we can uh, get in touch with her and get her back on. We obviously spoke to Rachel Boyle about getting that recorded. Um, which I know everyone, she's been in touch since and messaged to say that she wants to get it done as well. So that'd be really exciting to get um, to get recorded. And then the man who you've been working with, Dr. Tom Van Rossen. Uh, big oh, shout out big, to him. What a guy. Like, he, he, to be fair, yeah. to him, during this time in the transition to Masters, getting involved in academic research stuff. Yeah. Huge, huge shout out to yeah, Dr. Tom Van Rossen. God, can you, yes, mate, you, you work with him, you don't even know his name, huh? Well, shambles. It's a handful, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, so out, lad, come on. Yeah, come, come on, on. mate. Um, <laughs> they say, you know, we'll definitely get him on and, and talk about in more detail what he's doing. Um, get get, get him on uh, with the project that, that well, I've been about. His, yeah, well, being his apprentice to essentially, shall we yeah. say. So get him, we'll get him on and he can he can talk through everything, which is uh, quite, quite fascinating. Yeah, absolutely, really mate. And uh, when you talk about university and you talk about building relationships, it's not just about building relationships with the people you're studying with, but your lecturers as well. It's really important during the PGC year. So don't be afraid to go and talk to your lecturers. Don't be afraid to go and ask them questions. Don't be afraid to ask them about how they are and things like that, because that was one of the main positives for out, throughout my PGC and throughout my university course was the lecturers that we had and the relationships that we mm-hmm. had with them and, you know, as we're professionals now and here we are, you know, we're able to share them experiences with each other and, and work together in some cases, which is which is amazing. I think that it's back to something that we've both said consistently, especially you as well, is that don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, if you don't ask, you'll you'll never know. So yeah, go and ask the questions. So if you if you're struggling, if you need advice, if you're confused about something, mentors, link tutors, lecturers, anyone ask the question because I mean the worst they're going to say is no yeah they won't but yeah just one of, to be fair what, what one of my pieces of feedback this year was don't feel like you have to take on everything that's thrown at, thrown at you share the responsibility share the workload 
because I'm someone who, I mean, Matt, you'll know, is I, I just, if if I'm in the zone, I'll work, just... Work, work, work. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no friends, blinkers on, just focus on that and just don't actually take a step back and breathe and actually ask people for help and just talk to them. So yeah. that is a huge, huge thing. And, and to be fair, this year, with students go back into university, make, make those relationships with uh, your fellow trainee teachers because I mean help I, you. I'm lucky that help you yeah yeah absolutely mate spot on and uh it really leads nicely to if you want any questions to ask any questions you don't just have to ask there we are always available drop us a message if you've got any questions about your PGC about our experiences um we obviously don't know everything of course not but if if you want to ask us please do get in touch with us on Instagram um, at the teachers of tomorrow uh, drop us a DM and also on Twitter at TFT pod like I said I am, and Sam is more active on there again now. So we will reply. We have been replying uh, and we will be posting more about this episode and upcoming episodes again. So yeah, really, really stoked about that. We have uh, been asking our guests, or we, we were asking our guests at the end of this episode, and I think it's only right because you have successfully got an ECT possession. What does uh, a teacher of tomorrow mean to you, Mike? Put me on spot there, mate. Big time. Put me on spot. I'm just checking my notes, seeing I've got anything down, but not nothing (laughs) there, mate. Absolutely nothing there. Um, I would say someone who thinks about the welfare and well-being of their kids, not only now but their future lives. So, as a teacher, yes, we're obviously helping them now in the year they're in, but ultimately we want them to be you know fantastic adults fantastic human beings um so for Mm. me as someone as a teacher of tomorrow you need to be able to not only think about their academic studies now um, and how well they're achieving now but also how well-rounded they are and how good a human being are they so i think for me that's what i would say it makes a good teacher of tomorrow not bad answer that considering is it the standard now i mean not a bad answer i don't think you know Guests are gonna gonna turn us down now, Matty. They're gonna have to come up with a better answer than that. They never turn us down before. They won't turn us down again, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. Listen, Sammy boy, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, to get back on, guys. If you're tuning in now, and if you're tuned in before again, big thank you so much for support um, and continuing to support us. And I hope you accept our apology for being away for a while. But we're back, baby. We're back. Cheers, guys. Thank <laughs> Take you. Take care. To get in touch with us following the latest podcast episode, head over to at the Teachers of Tomorrow on Instagram or over on Twitter via at TFT Pod.